Welcome to Eterna. Keep your dice rolling, your friends close, your monsters closer, and don't let the old gods bite. This podcast is an Eldritch Dream Games production. A dark fantasy Pathfinder game laced deep with cosmic horror. I would like to thank the patrons that make this possible. Brian Bridges, Brian Rafe, Donald Bewley, Eric S. Pat, Robin Mims, Tim Demuse, Thomas Wayne Haley, Undead Fish, and Wesley Sullivan. Stay tuned after our tale to hear what these glorious people have in the works. But for now, let us listen. So basically, Shadow, uh, she was, if you remember, she's mad at Void. Mm-hmm. Um, she made him sleep outside on the ground for a night or two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because she could be a little asshole like that. She She's not trying to be an asshole, though. Um, so, yeah, she was mad at him, but Shadow cannot stay mad at anybody for any reason. It's like just not even possible for her to be mad like that. Uh, it's not in her nature. So, like, she would likely let him back in the room the, the next night, you know, or whatnot. Like, she wouldn't say anything necessarily through the day, but she would just quit giving him the cold shoulder. And then that evening would be like, okay, are you ready to go to bed? If... <clears throat> oh, if you'll deign to allow me in. I did not ask you if I would not allow it. Well, then, yes, I suppose so. Okay. But uh, I imagine when they first get to the room, it would be the nightly routine. She uh, puts away her armor and weapons and dons her robe for the evening prayers because she doesn't want to go before the shrine in full gear if she doesn't need to. Right. So she would say her prayers and stuff and then go through her little nightly routine of changing into her nightgown and making sure everything is cleaned with her magic and packed away real nice because she's so highly fucking organized. Okay. But as she's putting her stuff away, she'll tell him, uh, you know, anything that you do not need when we uh, are going down the road, uh, you can you can store here and then you do not have to carry such heavy bags because your robe and your good clothes and your really good clothes and your travel clothes, you know, all this stuff can go in here if you want. Oh, thank you. I'm not going to get it back, though, if you decide I can't sleep in here again. I will not hold your possessions hostage. I'm not mean. You were rather angry, it would seem. Yes, I was mad at you. I'm still mad, can't you tell? It is difficult sometimes. Okay, so maybe mad is not the right word, but whatever. You can put your stuff here and I can clean the stuff that needs to be cleaned. Thank you. And I'll just dump it on the floor. (laughs) We have to teach you about the organization, I think. Everything is exactly where it needs to be. It does not belong in the floor. I will clean it. I will fold it. I will put it in the chest. You can find it when you need it. 
if you say so. Who cleans up after you at home? I do. Do you? Yes. Yes, I cannot tell. I know exactly where everything is. Now I have to go home just to clean your room because this is going to bother me. It's a long walk, even through the shadow plane. Yes, but, but uh, we will soon go to the shadow plane. And you will see in it, it is very, very beautiful. I do not know. Did Truth take you to the, uh, the, the deep parts of the shadow plane when you travel to the thorn? There were some areas of that were decidedly different. I would assume that maybe. Yes, it is very beautiful there. I believe uh, Truth was more worried about us keeping our heads down. Hmm. Yes, we will have to be careful. And I will have to talk to the others before then, um, before we go. Because I do not think most of them see very well in the dark. And uh, the lights do not work so well there. So I will, maybe they can get uh, in in the storm bluff. Maybe they can get uh, some of these uh, spectacles that helps them see in the dark. Perhaps. Such things are not likely to come cheaply, however. No, but I think Mr. Morheim and uh, Mr. Gotrush has the monies. I haven't seen them flaunt much in the way of money. They have some things of great value, surely, but... Yes, but I told Mr. Morheim if he needed my gold, he could have it, and he said he did not need it, that he had some. You have all of three gold. It is enough. It is not much. It is enough. And not for goggles of dark side. I do not need no goggles. You do not, but they do. Besides, uh, Mr. Gotrush, he has the magic. Maybe he has uh, some magic that can make him see. That is quite possible. I believe I've observed him tinkering with enchantment. So then maybe he can help. Perhaps. Still, rare materials and magical reagents are needed for such things. I do not know. Do you happen to know whether Wynne and I can see? Yes, they should both be able to. Diara is nightborn, uh, so she can see in the dark. And being a half-orc, Winda is quite capable in her natural right. And what about uh, this uh, Mr. Alman and Miss Nina and Miss Petunia? I'm unsure about the quarterling. I've not had much close contact with her to notice. Uh, a Nina girl looks like she might be capable, but I'm not entirely sure. I've not had a close look at her eyes, but she's definitely at least ha has a lot of nightborn blood in her. The Vagabond, I don't believe so. His blood is too cut. He is not the Vagabond. He is a Vagabond. He is noble. One's circumstance of birth is irrelevant. He is a Vagabond. Do not say that in front of other nobles. Yes, but Nisa is a noble, whereas Shadow is a priestess. Yes, uh, but we are the same still, kinda. 
In ways, yes. Well, mostly. Being noble does not prevent you from being a priestess, nor the other way around, nor does his vagabondry prevent his nobility. I am missing. If we are going to his home city, this might not be something you should see out loud. Of course, I won't say it in front of people. It would be most uncouth. <sighs> Besides, who am I to disrespect the mask of another man? I suppose that it is fair. That is why I have not uh, said anything in front of anybody. I do not uh, refer to him by any titles or such. As though you would know them anyway. I, I could ask. You could ask, but you don't know. Do you think he knows that you know? I don't know. I try not to talk to him too much. I talk to his adult, but I do not talk to him very much. Yes. Well, he pays you a lot of attention when you're not looking. That is why I do not talk to him very much. He uh, should stay on his side of defense, shall we say. And I should stay on mine, and it will be good. I don't think he much cares for fences. After all, he does fly on an owl. Do not think I asked what he cares for. I'm just giving you expectant information. I am not too worried about it. It does not matter that my brother is not here. If need be, I can castrate the man on my own. Well, I don't think he's taken any action thus far to warrant quite that. No, I am just saying there is no reason for me to worry. I am a capable person. You are capable. I have many weapons. Have you castrated many men? No, none. But I have never had to worry about that because always truth is over my shoulder glaring at them. And typically, when they see a big man in heavy armor with a large sword glaring at them, they just smile and walk away. Perhaps he'll give such a treatment upon our crossing of paths with truth. He's not going to do anything to you. Well, I should hope not. He has to come to accept that uh, it is not his choice who I am friends with and who I am close to. And that even if he does not like it, that uh, he thinks it's his mistake, it is mine to make, not his to decide. Don't expect any physical act of violence. I wouldn't be beyond my expectations and expecting a lashing of words, however. Well, you do not have to engage if Tim, if he does that. No, but it's rather rude not to, don't you think? No, I ignore him all the time when he gets up on his high horse. And so given the general idea of where we're going to meet him, I don't think his high horse, which is quite loud, will be of great benefit to any of us. Well, he knows the, the, the dark places and he knows how to behave in them, so perhaps he will just yell at you in the sign. Perhaps. I will not let him yell too much. Do not worry. Why is he going to yell anyway? He did tell me that while he uh, maybe would not have chosen you, he was glad you were with me so that I was not alone. Yes. I think uh, if he could not be with me, he would rather you be with me than not. So. As do I, but one can hardly expect that he won't find something to have a problem with. 
Well, he always had a problem. Grandmama says he has his stick up his ass. Stick seems quaint. Hmm. But she just tells him that he might have more fun with the harem if he dislodged it. Or at least if he let somebody take hold of it. Hmm. You have not been to Grandmama's house yet. I have not. It is very uh, different there. Uh, I suppose we are different there than you are used to seeing us. I've not made a huge exploration of the other side of the veil. Well, that is going to change a little bit. We are going to fight the dragon and we are going to go to Grandma's house. So it would seem. I think she will like you. She likes pretty men. Yes, well, if anything you've told me is true, I'd best watch myself then. <laughs> she is not a bad woman. She will not uh, force anything on you. And, but uh, she will likely try to talk you into staying. <laughs> she is like that. Yes, it is difficult sometimes to politely refuse... If you're worried about it, I can just uh, let you stay in my room in the family ring and then she will not mess with you because she will assume you belong to me. Whatever you assumptions she happens to draw on her own, regardless of the truth of the matter. I'm just saying that uh, it is up to you, whatever would make uh, your life easier. Let's see. I assume this isn't happening immediately. No. And I would love to be able to tell you whether Grandmama was very pretty or not, but I cannot see her, so I don't know. And it's a strange concept. Not to me. I could not see Papa either. Not with that better suit. I suppose that makes sense. The, they have form, but say that their frame is undefined, just to put it lightly. It is normal to me. I do not know what to say. But other people find it strange. But anyway, I am through talking to the voice. I want to talk to Ezra. And what do you want to talk about? Well, okay. Um, the, I, the reason I was mad at you, I guess. All right. And like, she'll reach up and kind of like pull his shirt aside and put her finger on the scar that's on his chest. Okay. I need to know, because even before you know why this was here, you had to have some guess that it had something to do with me. So I need to know if this is why you're here. If if uh, my choice somehow made you feel compelled, did, did I choose this for you without knowing it? No. I just come because I felt like it. Because I wanted to. Yes, you said all that, but that does not tell me much. The path you're walking is a long one. I assume, to some degree, a lonely one. And it's not safe. While I've no doubt that you can handle yourself, there's certainly going to be points where it would help to have help. Well, yes, but uh, I have lots of help. You, you have seen yes, but... Uh, I suppose I am confused as why, why, why it is that it is so important to you. 
to be here because this is, you know, this is so dangerous. And you know that if uh, something goes wrong, then the seven, they lose two of us instead of one. The seven are strong. Our losses would be no great surprise. I am not saying that, but would it not be easier to deal with the loss of one than the loss of two? And you know these things. You are not an idiot. I'm not an idiot. But we are far less likely to lose two if there are two. Maybe, maybe not. If uh, if something is big and bad enough that uh, Mr. Morheim and uh, Mr. Goldrush cannot help in defeating it, uh, I do not think it's going to matter how many of us there are. Perhaps not. So, Dean, what is it that is so important that uh, you think it is more important than is helping with the the care of the people and uh, keeping yourself in a safer position? There is no safe position anymore. No, but so there is degrees. not. There is different degrees. Yes, exactly. And uh, the others are on the uh, edge of the storm, so to say, and I am right smack dab in the middle of it. Yes, and all by yourself. But I am not all by myself. Aren't you, though? Do you not see the other people? We were just talking about them a minute ago. (laughs) They don't know you at all. Good as they may seem, good as they may be, they have more history with themselves than they do with you. That is true. But, uh, I think that uh, we all have a common goal, common destiny even. So it is in their best interest to help me. And they have both said that they will protect me. And, and so all of you head forward under the assumption of a goal, but who's watching your back? Well, I don't know. I am usually in their front scouting. So both of them are behind me. You know I don't mean it literally. <laughs> I do not think that they are the kind of people who would let something bad happen that, or let uh, somebody take advantage of me. Maybe not intentionally. Maybe not ordered in their power. But another set of hands, another head amongst the group certainly can't hurt. You're right. I'm not arguing that you're not right. It's just uh, concerning to me, I suppose. Because well, why does it concern you? Well, because if there's so much that can go wrong and something could happen to you, and that is not what I want. As if were something to go wrong and something happened to you would be something I want? No, but in the black butterfly, she is that this is my job. I have to. So you do not have to. <laughs> I do not have to. I am not obligated by any given path or prophecy, but I am obligated by my own decisions and my own choices, as are we all. I am just concerned, like I say. Just how some of these uh, creatures we fight, uh, they are not normal. And uh, now myself and, uh, well, Mr. Morheim and Mr. Gotters, we are not normal either. 
because we have been given special gifts. And then who's to take care of those who do not have such gifts? Well, that is the problem. You are one of them. And now I worry that I will have to choose between making sure that uh, something does not happen to you and doing what I need to do. Then I relinquish you from such responsibility. Do what needs to be done. It is not you who have given it to me. I did not ask you, oh, please make it my job to keep you alive from now until however long the, the damn peers live. That is something I chose. You do not get to take it from As you don't get to take from me my decisions. I am not trying to take it from you. I'm trying to understand it. You understand that I don't want to lose a friend. But I am just one person. You are the one person. There will be more shadows to come, you know this? There will not be more Nisas. I hope not. I'm kind of a pain. And besides, your followers, well meanings though they are, they're not well trained in terms of combat, tactics, understanding an enemy. They have never had to spend a whole bunch of time fighting. Indeed. So it would help to have somebody who can watch their backs. Not to mention those following that uh, Mr. Morheim is or even more ill-prepared. A tavern yes. woman, a seamster, and a vagabond. Hmm. They say that that vagabond has some some skill with the sword. Well, at the very least, he I should have to worry about less. And he can fly away on his L. Indeed. The other two, however, I don't expect have any combat experience whatsoever. And thusly are completely incapable of defending themselves in a reasonable manner. And will need to be looked after, should... Such problems arise when it is unreasonable to separate. Well, I have uh, already told Diara to stick with Little Petunia because they are the only ones that speak the same language. Yes. And Win needs to stay with Miss Nina. Uh, neither may be very good with combat as far as it goes but they both have skills uh, that can at least uh, assist them in getting away and getting the other girls out of trouble yes. if you want to help me then you need to take care of Ekron he is the one that needs to be protected the most because he has to make it to the original site yes and his body and soul are drained I've seen it before. He's, he was very concerned about this trip because with this curse on him, he he does not even see so well. He cannot really fight anymore. It's perhaps not apt to call it a curse. Perhaps it seems like one, but... It is what he calls it. Yes. But it is a consumption. But whatever it is, I have to get him there to cure him. Then we will get him there. And without him, the whole thing falls apart. If you want to help, he has to be your first priority. So long as he doesn't end up getting you killed. 
I do not think he could get me killed. Neither do I, but just in case. Besides, if things get too bad, all you have to do is get him to me and all three of us disappear into the room. Suppose we will see where the paths take us. But I still do not like uh, thinking of you putting yourself at risk because I have been told I must do this. I'm not doing it because you've been told you had to do this. I am doing it because I want to. But if she had told, if she had told anybody else that they had to do this, you would not be tagging along. You can't say that for certain. Okay. So if, uh, because she say that uh, the whole thing, it is linked to my past. So if she would have told truth, the girl, you would have tagged along and taken care of my brother, would you? Maybe. I can't say. The situation is different. Oh, you can't too say. You know very well he would not uh, be okay with that. The two of you would just fight and fight and fight and he would never get anywhere because you would not stop arguing. Perhaps. But once again, the circumstances are different. Who's to say? You egg him on. I know you do. I am not... I'm not blind. Eggs have nothing to do with it. You know what I am talking about. He needs the motivation. He does not need more motivation to be angry. He does that well enough himself. Yet in those bursts of anger, he often finds the most about himself, does he not? Perhaps, but neither one of you seem to realize that in this this backing forth, you have this tug of war that I have to be the rope, and I am tired of it. Find something else to fight over. Well, I suppose there are a few of the devotees at the temple that have been spreading rumors about him. What? What do they say? Oh, nothing that would be appropriate for you to touch on. Tell me what they say. I don't think you want to know. I want to know. They theorize about unseen parts of him. And they theorize as to why he is always on his own and never seems to show much interest in anyone. Ah, I know the answer to all these questions. Because I shared a living space with him for 16 years. There is no unseen part of him, unfortunately. And he does not pay attention to them in the temple because he has his fun at Garnemal's house. And uh, that way it does not uh, complicate things, entangle things with people at the temple. Well, why do you tell me these things if you want me to find something else to fight with him about? I am just saying, these things are not unknown things. They are in the temple. Only because nobody asked me. Yes, well, it's difficult to fight against facts. I do not see why you'll have to fight, but... If he doesn't, he gets lazy. Well, maybe you can take a break, because he is going to fight with me a lot in the near future. Maybe I will then. We'll see. He is not... I do not expect him to be happy when we see him next. No? No, he will have uh, talked to Freedom 
and he will know what I asked you to do. And he will be foaming at the mouth for a chance to tell me that I am being naive. <laughs> so yes, uh, you should probably have that checked. Hmm. Yes. Well, uh, I am. I am sure he will be telling me I am naive and that I do not know what I'm doing because I do not understand who you really are. Only he understands that. Blah 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 blah. A silly thought, in my opinion. Well, I find it rather funny. He did not even know Ezra was real. He cannot say he knows you. The question is, will he ever? It does not matter. He is going to be upset because for what? uh, The last eight years we have been best friends, but he has been the one setting all the boundaries and he does not get to do that now and he will realize that and that will piss him off if there's one thing I've learned to ignore it's been your brother's anger well he will be fussing at me so he is very good at that I suppose it's a skill you should pick up on then it is easy to argue with him because he does not raise his voice at me he just does that thing where he looks at me and he sighs and he goes Nisa and it's like, it does not matter what he, he, whether he likes or not likes. It is not his call anymore. Besides, he does not believe me when I tell him things anyhow. So it is pointless to argue most of the time. Now I have had that situation. That I understand quite well. It is always the same. It is always the same. He said last time I see him, he said the same thing he said 20 times before. He said, why? Why, Nista? Anybody but him, why him? And I say, he is my best friend. Why do you, why do you keep us making it seem like I am sleeping with this man? And I have not. And he will just say, okay, and roll his eyes. And you know he does not believe it. And it aggravates me. Well, now I have to say, that we have been sleeping together. Not like he means. <laughs> you have your clothes on. I have my clothes on. But he doesn't care for the technicality. The irony of truth is that it's not always about facts. But this is it. He is supposed to believe me. I am his sister. If I tell him something, he should know that I am not lying to him. I do not lie. When have you ever known me to tell a lie? I can't personally recall. Because I don't do such things. Doesn't seem out of character, but you don't. There will come a day, though, when it's necessary. Why do you say that? There is always a time when the truth is... Not the best path. Usually then I just uh, keep my mouth shut. Because if I try to lie, everybody knows that I am lying. I am very bad at it. And sometimes silence in itself is a lie. I do not think I have the skills needed to fool anybody about anything. I think you sell yourself short. I think you fool people all the time. 
How? You fool people into thinking that you offer respect to them because they are native to this place. You fool people into thinking that you are not a threat by your actions and your... I show people of this plane respect so that they do not hurt me. It is not... uh, It is not true. It is not... You would treat them differently if you didn't fear them. I do not think I would treat them very differently. Maybe not very differently, but differently. nice to everybody. You are nice. And in that way, that would not change, I don't think. But you would not offer them undue respect or nicety. And it is not my fault that people do not think I am a threat. I wear my armor, I wear my weapons. I do not hide what I am. They just look at me and think I am a little girl. And you allow them to think so. A lie in placation is a lie nonetheless. If I tell them any different, they laugh at me. But that would be true. They do not believe me. And that is their fault. Though I must say it does work to my benefit somewhat. And so you allow it to be to your benefit. As long as they do not see me as such a threat, then when they they do not, uh, they're less likely to come after me. So you allow them to believe the lie instead of pushing the truth. Yes, well, I would not have to do such a thing if I wasn't forced to travel through this plane. I think there's little reason for you to fear them. Not because they are of an accepting type because they are too weak to do anything about it. Do I need to fear the individuals? No, of course not. Any one of them I could take on. But uh, people with this mentality are very, very rarely uh, fewer and far between. They tend to be in groups. They tend to be within the governments. It is not unheard of for somebody of my kind to, to... be thrown in jail and have all their possessions taken. And eventually they are let out and they have nothing because of it. And they did not even do anything wrong. As an individual, I can fight. An entire system, I cannot fight. I have a feeling that you could escape any system put in place against you. If I have... The Magdir and the means, yes, but uh, some of these towns that are quite large and there is a lot of people. And yes, I could go invisible and just disappear, but fight? No. There is too many. Not everyone can be fought. I cannot change the minds in the hearts of people who have made up their mind before they have even spoken to me. They look at me, and all they see is the fetching. Some, but I'm sure that is true. They do not even understand that that uh, we were born of humans at the one time. Shadow plane made us what we are. It's not always their fault. Some of them are uneducated. But it is their fault because when you tell them, they do not want to know. Then it is their fault. Yes. 
I get tired of always having to walk through a world that uh, thinks this way of me. I will be glad to see the Seattle plane and to be home where I am just normal. Not really normal because I'm half violet. So I am actually extremely beautiful when I am there. So I just stand out for a different reason, but it is a good one. I think you underestimate yourself. What do you mean? Such as with the gaze of the vagabond, there are many people who look at you in not a way befitting someone they look at with grimace and disdain. Okay, the vagabond looks at, at, at anything with a better breath. No, not that quarterly. Oh, he's still flirtatious. Okay, well, maybe he has a size requirement. Regardless, he's his eyes are not the only ones that look at you like that. Nor have they been. Hmm. And who else do you see, dude? Several folk. Oh, that is very helpful. I did not ask the name of every person we passed in the streets. They look at me because I am an oddity and I do not belong here. They say something different with their eyes. There are some, yes, certainly. The first glance almost always catches that. Glowing eyes and hair tends to catch the attention of people. Yes, but uh, it is still better received than a hood and a face mask in town. Even that aside, they're not all looking at you with curiosity or disdain well it does not really matter anyway I think it does does it what good does it do me it's the truth okay so even if it is the truth what good does it do me perhaps it grants you more understanding maybe but if you are correct and people look at me that way then they are the very people I have to be cautious of and why is that because just like the Mr. Alman, they need to stay on their side of the fence. What's this fence for that you put up? It is to keep people on the other side. Other side of what? The, those kind of relationships. There's nothing about the seven that prevent that kind of relationship. Of course. No. You would know this, your father being one of them. There is things about Nisa that prevent it. What about Nisa? Is she uninterested in such a relationship? Is not so much not interested. Uh, to begin with Nisa, it has to be guarded. Very careful not to let the wrong people too close so that she does not fall under the influence of a bad person. That's fair. So, there is that. But uh, even among the good people, it is not... How do I explain? Okay. So, theoretically, when you are not being devoid, you can notice the beautiful people, yes? I can notice... Beautiful people, even as the void. Not in the same way. I suppose. Okay. So, say you are sitting in the tavern, yes? 
Mm-hmm. And a very, very beautiful, I don't know, man, woman, whatever you like, walks through the door, okay? So you and all the other people, they notice this. And what is the very first thought they have? They are beautiful. Yes, but beyond that, they often think, uh, or sometimes the rude ones even say, there's certain things with the implication. Often, this is a simple reaction. And this is natural. This is what people experience, yes? Yes. But not Nisa. Nisa is not... uh, Nisa is not sexually attracted to people unless she knows them. Well, she has a certain level of trust before that can develop. So it does not make it easy. Uh, Whether you say to a person, hey, I want to hang out with you for two or three years to see whether or not I want to fuck you. Well, it certainly makes it more difficult if you resist ever making those connections. But what I am saying is you, you do not do this. This is not something you say. And by the time you know somebody that well, then there is already a solid friendship in place and you risk not just rejection, but running a good friendship. So this is just easier to ignore and not worry about it. But that does not negate the fact that you're not looked upon so illy as you made no, but you ask why defenses, so I tell you why defenses. Sometimes it may be beneficial to approach the fence, however. There is no point in it. I do not know these people. And you I will not. Will. St- no, because I will not stay long enough to know them. I will if I go from one place to the next, so this job is finished, and then I will go back to the temple, and then I do not know what is going to happen. So what good does it do me? Who knows? Do you not think it would be misleading to to spend time with these people knowing that there is nothing that's going to come from it? No. Living in the moment is not a lie. But it is misleading if you know that they are hoping for something that is not going to happen. Only if you allow their delusion to continue. And if it continues despite your protests, that is their fault. But if what you say is true, and this is the way the people are looking, then they do not want to spend any real time with me anyway. They want what they want, and that is it. Not all people are so shallow. Some, surely, but not all. So what, you want me to go hang out with this Alman for the next two years? No. Then what is the point? I, I'm not going to stop and talk to this stranger on the street and try to make a friend of him. It does not hurt to make friends. But I will not be here that long. But friends are friends. Yes, and I have a friend. I have you. Yes, you have me. And then I have my brother, who when he is not being upset at me, is a pretty decent friend as well. And I have Adel and Atta. And I'm grandmama, and I have a friend at grandmama's house. Her name is Josephine. Yes. And does Josephine come and live at the temple with you? No, she lives at grandmama's house. She is part of the harem. So then why is it a waste to have friends that 
will not be going with you when you leave. Because I go back to Grandma's house all the time. And besides, she was my friend before I ever moved to the temple. I have known her since I was a little bit girl. And I have friends now with the Mr. Morheim and the Mr. Gotrash and the Mr. Leonhard. But why are they your friends, but not your other traveling companions? In, well, Wind and Dairara are my friends in a way, but they are also my uh, alcoholites, so I had to... I had to not talk about everything with him because I am supposed to be about teaching them and setting example. But at the same time, is it not my path to wear the masks? Yes, and you do it very well. And yet you seem to as well. But I have to be the shadow. Well, yes, I have to be the shadow. I cannot just walk around being Nista. Everybody has their mask. So why do you object to mine? I do not. Besides, I do not want to become friends with the Elmen because he wants to act like he's entitled to something. Do you know who's entitled to me? No one. As much as I'm prone to dislike his particulars, and while flirtatious, he, I don't think, is one who truly would actually feel entitled to you. Well, he acts like it. He acts like a lot. But at the same time, if you've asked around about him, I don't know how much you know about him. I know he is Mr. Morheim's brother. And yet uh, Mr. Morheim did not know he had a brother. So, uh, but now he does. And I know he has an L. And I know he would not tell me his name. As I suppose I'm more prone to do than you. I have asked around about him. Nina seems to know a decent amount, at least rumor-wise, about him. He's a... As I said, a vagabond. A thief, a highway robber. Yes, I know all this. But he did tell us why he does what he does, and I was in agreement with it. Yes, he steals... And gives to others. He takes from those who exploit and takes from those who have too much of their own while not giving enough. Yes, I know. I do not have a problem with that. This is not a bad thing. A more entitled man might keep. But there is a difference between uh, entitlement to things and just being, I don't know, uh, what do you call these people in, in the common language? Uh, he is used to all the women paying attention to him and giving him what he wants. A uh, womanizer. Well, as far as he's concerned, he needs to forget that I am a woman. I just uh, think of me as a priest. Besides, I do not see how this is going to be a real concern anyway. What does it matter to you whether I am sleeping with somebody or not? Does it change anything? No, but we are always looking. Even though we're the teachers. Yes. Okay, so you just learned that I am not going to sleep with anybody. Congratulations. I'm also encouraging you to learn more about yourself. I already knew this about myself. I know you did. I've been this way since I was, as long as I remember. That was the reason that when we were going to Mama's house. And it gets late. Great and goes and visits the harem, and I go to my room and go to sleep. 
Is that also the reason why there's a um, rod of power in your chest? But I am not dead. Now, are we through talking about my sex life? I s- suppose we are. Okay. Sometimes you get very nosy. I can't help what I see. So have you learned enough for tonight? Can we go to sleep now? Yes. Okay. I reserve the right to still be mad at you, though. You reserve the right to feel whatever you like. I probably will not be too mad, though, unless you die, and then I'm going to be really mad. Just so I'll just know that. Well, then, by all means, be mad. If I die. Mm. Well, try not to do that, okay? It's fair. I will try not to do. I will do my utmost not to. Very good. The same goes for you. You wouldn't want me to be angry, would you? No, I want you to smile. You know that? Then stay alive. I'm doing my best. Besides, I do not think I have to worry much. Because if the monster comes, Mr. Morgan will pull out the story and go toot, toot, toot. And it falls over dead. You have a lot of faith in his swordplay. He is very good. You have not seen him yet. I have not. Hmm. Well, then perhaps we will be lucky enough to come across the monster and he can show you. I look forward to it. The three, the three is pretty good too. Not with the sword, mind you, but he is just a big boy. Yes, I can imagine his own, his capabilities. They're quite obvious. But I'm very good too. Yes. Hi there, my name's Don. I'm a proud patron of this podcast you just listened to. I'd like to take a moment to talk about some of the projects that I work on. When I'm not listening to Tracy, Sean, and the rest of the gang tell wonderful stories using the Pathfinder rules, I like to make podcasts of my own. I'm the GM in the Starfinder homebrew adventure Hexgrid Heroes. On the other side of the GM screen, I play Cory in Pokemon Seicho and Peleus in Ashes and Alamancy. I also like to sit around and talk with my friends about how horror movies can be used in a haunted house setting, and for that, check out Fountain of Fear. All of these podcasts can be found at hexgridheroes.com. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to this episode. I'm Brian. I run Action Forge, a tabletop RPG YouTube channel where we dive into all sorts of topics. If you want to learn more, head over there and check it out. Also, if you want updates on all my various projects and some awesome tabletop RPG memes, go ahead and check me out over at Twitter where I'm at ActionForge. G'day, this is Dick Horney, inviting you to explore the world of Dustress, a unique homebrew setting within an Elder's Dream Games universe. Come along as the Hive Queen leads a gambler. Cowboy motherfucker with six shooter. I ain't never moved cattle in my life. I am a gambler. A Native American. He, he doesn't have a lifetime of eating processed food, so he probably is actually quite regular. And a Detroit teenager. Okay, so we're rolling into elves, aliens, and troll dolls. Through discovery of new magical abilities, struggle with the reality of unknown gods, and maybe learn a little bit about themselves along the way. Visit Eldritch Dream and Duster's Podcast on Twitter for details. They took to the stars and became stars. So it says here you're from another galaxy? Yeah, Milky Way. I don't think I'm ever going to get used to seeing that. A band that influenced entire galaxies. Sector 8, let's make some... 
until their inevitable downfall. Fuck you, and fuck you too, Switzerland. Thanks for having my fucking back. Now, 20 years later, they find themselves unpleasantly reunited. Teens, what are you doing here? We're an entire motherfucking galaxy, and you show up on this place. In a place where things are not what they expected. One of our staff members just happened to go missing this morning, and uh, I kind of had... Travis? I understand. Why the uh, fuck do you have a guitar? (laughs) LCP D&D presents Odyssey, a musical actual play adventure set in space using the Savage World system. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D on your favorite podcast platform or find us at lcpdnd.com. Welcome, Forsaken Travelers. Do you like sci-fi fantasy atmosphere? Do you like bad, scary movies, cult classics, and more? The Crow, Beetlejuice, Frankenstein? What about dad jokes? We have those, too. Tune in to the podcast for the untimely dead every other Sunday on your favorite podcast app. We'll see you there. If you would like to become a patron, check us out on patreon.com forward slash Eldritch Dream. Also, if you like the show, give us a review on iTunes. You can also find us in the Hive, that's our Discord, link in the description below. You can also find a link to our merch on sonerdware.com. And find us on Twitter, at Eldritch Dream, at Eterna P, and at Dustress Podcast. And until next time, everybody... May the elder gods haunt your dreams. My name is Riley, Riley Morhai. You may have heard of my grand exploits in what's being regarded as the Aeterna Podcast. To be forthcoming, if you know anything about me, and you probably do, then you know outside of saving the world from being completely obliterated by eldritch horrors, beyond being the world's finest swordsman and most dashing of guildmasters, and apart from being the lemon pepper addict we all know and love, that I myself quite enjoy a good tale of adventure and heroics. I come to you today with such a tale. If you've enjoyed my exploits, then I guarantee you'd enjoy the stories being told in a series called Horizon. Set in some futuristic fantasy world of absolute make-believe called Canada, a bunch of teenagers with amazing powers have to face the world, find their place in it, and learn what it means to be true heroes. I'll certainly be keeping tabs on this tale as it unfolds, and so should you. Hey guys, it's me, (laughs) Chris, player of Riley Morheim. Big announcements. Come January 2021, I know, it can't get here soon enough, I'll be launching a critically accursed podcast with a series we're calling Horizon. Using the Powered by the Apocalypse system, Masks, We explore a world of teenage superheroes in the futuristic setting of 2172. So if you like superheroes, hormones, angst, drama, and goofy tabletop content, then you should keep your eyes open for our podcast. 
We're planning to release our first issue on January 5th, 2021, most likely in all the same places you already use to listen to Eterna and all of your other favorite podcasts. Probably. (laughs) The easiest way to keep tabs on what I'm doing in terms of podcasting would be to follow me on Twitter, at CAccursed, where all podcast, tabletop, content creation announcements will be made. I also occasionally stream tabletop content on Twitch, twitch.tv slash C accursed. That's C as in Chris accursed. <laughs> and if you're feeling particularly frisky, you can search critically accursed on YouTube to find my channel for an archive of streams and some shitty let's plays. All that said, I look forward to a new year and to connecting with a bunch of pretty cool people through the podcast we're making. Sean, thank you for including this in today's episode, and uh, I'll, <laughs> I guess I'll see you guys in the new year with a new story. It should be pretty fucking cool. <laughs> Until then.